Uh, hello. Hello. Oh, that's it. That's working. That's the that's the best way to do it. Oh, okay. I think that's what you did last time. Yeah. Um, well. it, is a bit, it is a bit confusing, but there we go. Yeah. Right here we yeah. are again. Yeah. Still in, still in lockdown. Still caged animals. Like crazed animals. Yeah. Like the tiger man. We're just like Joe Exotic. Yeah. He's got corona, apparently. Has he really? Yeah. I wonder, well, I suppose, yeah, it's possible, isn't it? Like, yeah. Harvey Weinstein's got it as well, apparently, isn't he? So, I guess if you're all yeah. in, in a in a prison... Yeah, well, they're um, they're releasing four thousand prisoners early, aren't they? In this, oh. yeah, yeah, because they need the they they want to put all the prisoners in single cells. So yeah. the ones that have, you know, uh, the ones yeah. whose crimes are less serious, they're going to release. Um, I think it's yeah, no um, sex offenders or. Yeah. or Violent people near to the end of their sentences, or whatever, maybe. Yeah, all oh, right, bloody hell. So, or, or yeah, could that mm. be another conspiracy theory where he's been given it? <laughs> yeah, the next thing. So, the, what number? What number? Uh, spot lockdown spodcast is this? I can't remember. Is this like two or three? Yeah, is this number two or three? I don't know. Where's well, the oh, yeah, second yeah. official yeah, one, I think? Kind of unofficial the one, the contagion one oh, yeah, that was right, prior. It? it was just before the lockdown. Well, at least over here anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, we were going to discuss what we've been, what we've been doing to uh, entertain ourselves or, you know, to occupy our minds, weren't we? Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. Keep it clean. Well, yeah. although, although I have been reading illicit literature, which I will, I will um, explain later. But we what last oh, okay. time? What did we speak about last time? We we mentioned oh, okay. Tiger Man, didn't we? But we didn't talk about beyond. Is it beyond the curve? That's no, we didn't. That's what, no, that's cool. no, because we yeah. I watched it first, didn't I? And then I said, "Oh, you should." Should have a look. You t- yeah, I think you said that you just finished it, and you said, "Oh, you need to watch this." And I, I, I watched it that night, the night you suggested it, the day you suggested it, and uh, yeah, it was a real eye rolling. Mm. Um, well, my eyes were rolling, you know, to the, the back of my head through most of it. Yeah, but um, maybe <laughs> you want to give your take on it. Uh, what, what, what sort of, what made you want to watch it first off? Well. I've sort of, with all the confusion about um, coronavirus and I've been reading lots of different things on social media and it's all getting, so all the lines are getting blurred. Well, that and um, the fact that there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around, around, you know, that, you know, it's not really a virus. It's it's, it's a all biologically made, it's all some made weapon. A lot of people have, it has been speculated, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the new world order is is coming now. This is you know the start of um, some big you know thing that the the top one percent are you know they're going to you know we're all going to it's just going to be like yeah, nine, 1984 cool. basically because that, um, that documentary if not if anyone's not watched it is about the flat earth society isn't it and and actually the main guy mm. his name escapes me who they follow in the documentary unless you remember his name but he, that was one of his oh no it wasn't him it was another guy that was his one of his go-to not, uh, books wasn't it um, yes yeah um so, so yeah I, i'll be interested to so, hear their take and I'm, i imagine a lot of the flat earthers are like now saying, "Well, look, this is just another example of uh, of, of um, 
societal control that um, governments are are um, putting on us. Well, that's right. Yeah, because their whole theory of everything is based on that the the world is not a globe. We are not um, floating in space. Um, it is actually flat and could be covered in a, a dome. And it's like I missed that the Truman thing. Show, I mean, I basically. I mean, I, I was watching it, but maybe I, I missed bits of it, like, you know, during eye rolling, maybe I missed bits. But did, so did they actually say that they don't believe that we actually are in space then? So we, what we actually are, it's like, like yeah. the Earth is a set, basically. Pretty much. I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, like the the stars in the sky that's are their, that's their lights. Theory. That's what they were positing that um, we are actually like, if you like, in a in a set. We're not. When so what? So, there, so space doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. No, I don't know what exists beyond. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a series the called dome, Beyond the Dome? But, uh, wasn't that a Stephen King? Yeah, I think there was, wasn't there? Everyone lived in a dome, and you couldn't go beyond it, or something. I'm sure that was a, a, a hmm. series that I, I, mean, I think I watched one episode of it. But I'm sure that's based on a Stephen King, if not a novel, a short story, or it's based on a book anyway. So maybe that's like maybe that's like one of their bibles. Yeah. Maybe they hold that up as like a, a, a biblical text. <laughs> it probably is because I don't know where they get the scientific facts. Well, I don't think they believe in science, do they? That's something I think for them to do science is another. Yeah, just another. That's just another governmental construct, isn't it? Because they yeah. speak to one of the astronauts. Yeah. He's up in the International Space Station, don't they? He's one of the interview interviewees. Yes, they do. Yeah, just kind of saying that he's kind of only heard about them uh, sort of fairly recently when he was up there, up in space, and don't know, don't, don't know what he thought of that while he's floating <clears> around <throat> in his. Cap- or was he? No. Or was he? Yeah. Or was he <laughs> on a set <laughs> that? Um, that um, yeah, but didn't Stanley he, Kubrick right. he, filmed? That's, he filmed the NASA loon, the moon landings, didn't he? Apparently, according to some people. Yeah. Well, apparently. Yeah, if you right. believe that conspiracy. I mean, it is the... <laughs> who knows? It's amazing how these things get spread. Yeah. I guess because of, you know, that, in, a, in a sense, you know, we've got a virus pandemic, what we're, what we're going through at the moment. But, um, I mean, uh, disinformation and, and conspiracy theories, they, they sort of... They, they travel like a virus as well, don't they? They do, yeah. And they're they're much more dangerous, I think, than probably the virus itself, because um, it just creates fear and uncertainty within. I mean, I think what I took from the documentary, and I think we were talking, I was talking about this sort of, um, you know, when we were not on Spod, was that um, they seem, you know, watching it, you can laugh and you can have a giggle at them at their sort of uh, their poor grasp of science and, you know the inability to uh, accept sort of rational thought or whatever but i mean and they come across as quite innocuous and you know benign but um well i think like we were saying that um mm. there's something a little bit sinister about them in, in in that they're kind of indoctrinating like young kids and um and uh, and not just people who believe <clears throat> the earth is flat but all the other like the anti-vaxxers and the the, the like you, like you were saying, it's more. It seems That's to be right, a bit of yeah. an umbrella for a wider. Uh... But it leads you. It leads you well, yeah, into exactly. other like conspiracies, doesn't it? Debunkers and stuff, isn't all the rest of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. If they're lying to us about this, then exactly. they're lying what are they, about what that. Aren't they lying about basically? They can yeah. lie about something as monumental as, uh, you know, as as us living on on a flat Earth and and you know un, under a dome. Uh, somewhere but like you say like we were saying um it does <laughs> none of them really explained in the documentary at least like what is at the end of this uh well as a dome obviously you can't go beyond you know you can't go i guess that's why you don't fall off is that their explanation mm. for why you don't fall off the end then but you, even if it's a dome you'd bump, I don't know, bump really. into the dome wouldn't you 
you would go so far and then it'd be, it would be like yeah. you know when you're trapped in the shopping centre and the and the, the, the sliding doors won't open, you'd just be banging against it, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> and what about the people we were saying? What about the people who've like sailed around the world or you can fly all, around the world? As well, so. It's all, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I have I. I mean, I've been I've been on a plane and I've flown I've around the flown world. All the way around the world, though, you've fl- you've flown to a particular destination, but that's like you'd have to have gone all around from you'd have to start yeah. London and then come all the way back round. You know, flying America and yeah, know, all the other continents, Africa or whatever, and then come back the other way. Um, Okay, well, I, I just believe that I've flown around it because, <laughs> you've been, yeah, you've been brainwashed. really, I've just been flying around. Well, that's the, thing the, the pilot who yeah. was like the captain told you that's what was going to happen, so you just believed it because he was in authority. You see, that's right. Was I was I really in a plane that was actually flying, or was I <laughs> like in some in, um, simulator where Val Kim was on the train and it's just like a everything's going. By him, and it's just like a set, isn't it? Do you remember? <laughs> he's trying to paint. Yeah. He's trying to paint the outside of the, of yeah. the train. And it's just like the train's not moving, but the, 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 the background is. <laughs> I love that film. That is that is way ahead of its time. That film. Very very under yeah very underrated. It was yeah. underrated sort of cult. I don't even think it was a hit. A hit, wasn't it? You know what? Very, very, very few people no, remember that film. Like they remember Airplane. They even remember Airplane Two. But I think, I think a lot of people think that um, it went Airplane, Airplane Two, and then the Zuckers did Naked Gun. And I think Top Gun gets really forgotten about. Yeah, it is, it is the missing is. sort of link, I, I, isn't it? Don't. I mean, maybe that sort of style of comedy was on the wane at that point. Maybe that's why it didn't really have an impact. It's it's kind of it's kind of you know it's kind of strange yeah, to think why that didn't land uh, more successfully than it did. I mean, I'm, I know Airplane Two, I think, was a bit of a mm. uh, an anticlimax, wasn't it? That wasn't as, as successful. So maybe they maybe mm. people had kind of given up on that kind of that sort of pastiche parody style of filmmaking. But um, but it's up there for me yeah. with, with the first Airplane film, to be honest with you. I remember when we were at university that um, that um, was yeah. Do you remember Martin Neely? Yeah. Was he? I don't that was remember his favourite film, wasn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I remember us. Over that we were at some party. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I remember that because I, I was I've like, got wow. Respect for him now. I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. 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 There's a name check for him. If you're out there, old uni colleague. Oh, we should perhaps we should have organised a a sort of party, like a screening of it. But we didn't. Hmm. We could. Yeah, maybe we should have a um, university. like an anniversary Zoom party or whatever. Was the next anniversary? Was it? The, wasn't it the twenty fifth at some point? Or was that gone? That's gone. Oh Christ! I what year know, are we in? What day of week we're in? Um, we, we're, we're 2000 and, oh, 2020, 2020, 2020, um, and we we graduated in ninety seven. Twenty three years. Yeah. So anniversary is going to be what twenty twenty two. Yeah. So perhaps we should organise a yeah. top secret, uh, not 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 a top secret party because no one is <laughs> happening. But I mean a top secret, not a, a not top a non top secret <laughs> top secret party. <laughs> what well, me, you, and Martin Neely? That'd be really random. <laughs> Especially I'd forgotten that he even liked it. You're the only one that remembered that. Yeah, yeah. Out of cinema. That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, when cinemas do come back to life, that's what they'll be crying out for people to book them, won't they? 
any way to claw back their um their, yeah. their taking. So yeah, I think we should we should book a top secret um yeah. screen him. Okay. It's a fantastic Just idea. Try and reconnect with him. All the other others from the year. <clears throat> Even if they've never heard of the film before. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So back to back to Flat Earth. Yeah. So that was um anyway. that was quite something, wasn't it? It was and really. Then, then from, yeah. from that, you went on to um, like um, well, you've you've recently um well, taken out a Netflix subscription, haven't you? I have because of the lockdown. I've you know desperation is given away and I've I've had to um, it was either that or um, but you've been you've been you've been yeah. trawling the um, the Netflix documentaries sort of section haven't you and you <clears throat> I have I love a I love a good documentary they are I mean I've, and I've Netflix are very good at them Netflix and I have actual feature films oh I've got to tell you, actually that's, that's reminded me I watched a really pretentious film that I that I I was so dying to turn off, but I thought I'd better not because I thought we might talk about it. So I needed to see it to the bitter end. Um, but I'll talk about that later because um, first mm. of all, because you recommended the um, the Unibomber documentary, which I think we should talk about first. Um, as we as we're kind of mentioned, as you know, to sort of mm. carry on the theme of sort of um, conspiracy theories and and documentaries and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I knew a bit about the Unabomber, um, but not not a great deal. Because <clears throat> this, this kind of ties um, in, doesn't it? Like we were talking about university a minute ago. Um, we were we were at university. Well, we weren't at university in the seventies when he started. But I mean, um, we were at university when this was all sort of coming to a head, weren't we? In the nineties, in the mid nineties. So it yeah. kind of passed us by, didn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, like the Unibomber, um, for I think it was like seventeen years, um, like terrorized the American public by um, planting bombs um, at random location. Well, they weren't so random, but they appeared here at the time and no one really knew why he was doing it and there were big gaps um when he, he when he was years, um really? bombing okay i think it was about six i think <clears throat> yeah there was a six-year gap and they thought he'd like either died or you know found something else to do um yeah, and then he came back and actually yeah, came back, he, he came back with a bit of well, avengers, didn't it, he? Because he's it he turns out he's affected his sort of bomb making skills in that time. Yeah. So early on his his bombs weren't that good because he was obviously learning how to make them. And um as as the years passed, he obviously perfected his his skill in making them. And ended up killing three people, I think, and injuring twenty yeah. plus or whatever. Um, yeah, and he basically terrorised the the American public um, because he he would send send them. And he'd put like he'd he'd punch holes in a bit of metal with the what were the initials? Oh, was it three? What was it? What was it? FC. That's it. Freedom Club. Freedom Club. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, and basically the FBI <clears throat> didn't have a clue who was doing it. You know, they spent God knows how much money sort of trying to work out who it was. They went down loads of blind alleys um, thinking that they'd worked it out, but they just they couldn't work it out because basically... Um, Ted Kodinsky, the Unibomber, um, had removed himself from society and was living in a little shack, basically, in the middle of nowhere. 
and yeah, that's it. He was almost invisible. He covered his tracks really well as well, didn't he? Because I remember the bit in the so, documentary where um he he'd um he'd sort of picked pubic hair, hadn't he, from like um like Indians, you know, like um yeah. petrol station uh, toilets, hadn't he? Like pubic hair, he'd take and put them in the bombs in case so, yeah. if they were found, they'd be yeah. analysed and obviously it would be, well, whoever, some random person. And also he'd, had, do you remember the one where he'd, um, he'd kind of left, he'd left the impression of someone's name on a, on a, on a letter that he wrote because he started writing letters, didn't he? Um, well, that actually wasn't, that actually well, that wasn't, wasn't that, him. That, was, that wasn't, that wasn't, he didn't write that letter. They, uh, that was a, a copycat. No, no. Because it, um, the impression yeah, it yeah. said call call Nathan R. They found this impression on the letter or on the envelope, and so they the FBI, uh, you know, as misdirection though, hadn't he? Oh, okay. no, no, he didn't do he that. Did that then? No, no. Um, it turned out that it was a um, post room person in. Um, a letter had been the letter had been sent yeah. to Washington Post or something. And this the postroom guy liked putting oh, post-it no. notes on all the letters, and he'd written "Call Nathan R." Bloody and it had gone through to the envelope. So when it had been delivered, um, right, right. they they saw it and they yeah. thought that he'd done it. It led them down a complete yeah, blind alley where they they searched every person. Yeah, no. but he um he didn't even, you know Ted Kaczynski no, didn't no, even have a telephone, so he he wouldn't be calling anyone. Electric or running water or anything, you know yeah, he yeah, he hated person, technology. It? That was the whole thing. So yeah, that that yeah, wasn't he, even he him. Totally, like you said, he was totally working off grid, wasn't he? Um, completely, you know, isolated mm. from humanity. Basically, he had a few neighbours around his shack, didn't he? Like sort of close, to him, but he yeah. didn't really interact with him. Did he? <clears throat> he was pretty much a, a loner. You know, he didn't sort of really interact with <clears throat> many people at all. So he was like. A total and it just shows clean how skin, you know. Someone like that, because, like you say, they got no, you know, credit card, or debit card, or bank account number, or whatever, you know, national insurance number, whatever. Um, oh. you know, driver's license, etc. That, that's that's like that's your worst nightmare as a, as a oh, sort yeah. of uh, law a law enforcement agency, isn't it? Trying to track. Someone. He had no friends or or family, you know, you know he disowned his family. <clears throat> so there was the likelihood of him telling anyone what he was doing was And wasn't it what you know, actually nil, it was really. actually his brother's wife, so, wasn't it, who had the the um the theory that he might have been the Unabomber. It yeah. Once they um right, yeah, uh, they published the manifesto, didn't they? In right. the paper. He, <clears throat> she read it and Straight away, she she knew it well, was. Um, didn't want to believe that it was him. Really. Uh, like, Ted. He was like, oh, "Can't be him." Um, no. Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting yeah. documentary. Um, and you is it was it the is it called the confession tapes? Is it that one? Okay, just the. Um, I think it was just it's called the Unibomber. He, he's. I think. He's basically like recordings that are made of him in um in prison, isn't it? Talking to. An interviewer, basically, like yes, yeah, which uh, are fascinating as well. Um, you know, his theories. Listening to to him, you know, he comes across comes across very well, which is like I think, like I said to you earlier, I, I found myself, even though he's obviously killed and injured a lot of people. Um, which is horrendous. I found myself feeling some sort of sympathy well, of theories, towards well, him. Some of his theories have sort of, sort of they are 
in a way coming to fruition because he, he he was a very fearful of automation, wasn't he? And that is kind of a thing, you know, where we are being. I mean, he he perhaps couldn't even have. Well, he probably did foresee it, but I mean, you know, he was arrested in in the mid nineties before you had self serving checkouts and things like that. Um, but yeah, cell phones yeah. Are obviously much cell more, phone. um, mm. uh, prolific now. But um, but yeah, he did kind of predict or foresee where we were going as a as a as a uh, planet, really, wasn't he? Like how technology would we'd be much more reliant on technology than we were. So his theories have kind of come to pass in, in, yeah. in many. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at like the situation we're in now, we are totally reliant on the internet and mobile phones um, to keep us in contact with with the world or I mean you imagine if you know, trying to keep in contact with their friends and down, you know, global I mean what the hell you would everyone would feel so isolated with alienated wouldn't they because they wouldn't have and that's we've become yeah. so reliant on technology yeah. we really have I mean I, I know it's when my broadband like packs up, I've had it. I've had it yeah, like, where there's been a fault on the line, and I haven't had broadband for a day or whatever. And it's like I'm, I'm, I'm nearly pulling my hair out. Mm. It, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't cope now, would we? It, it really is. And then you know, the extension of that is, you know, self-driving cars are a thing, and self-driving buses, and you know, every, everything's done for convenience now, isn't it? Like everything's automated and they're talking, you know, talking about a lot of workers are going to be losing their jobs mm. years from now because, you know, computers will be doing the jobs that people used to do. Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, once our current situation has settled down, I think, you know, a lot of people won't, be working in the way that they were working you know and a lot of these things will be automated and you know our, our life is we're you know our society as a whole is yeah well it what, just I know, think it just shows how gonna change how precarious basically. things are and how you know i'm not i'm not dismissing how major the, the coronavirus is but you know it it just shows how i you know, an event like that can basically, um, you know, all the the pillars of society just collapse, don't they? And yeah, and, I mean, and if it, you know, how, yeah, totally. how often is this going to happen? I mean, is this going to be like a, a an annual or a regular? You know, a, I don't know. A, you know, every decade we're going to get something like this or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, exactly. the Corona yeah, lockdown. That's exactly it. And I mean, again, just shows, I mean, you know, the, the economy is, is just, you yeah. know, the global economy is just taking such a kicking through this, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how will it recover if, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you think about it globally, yeah. it had no impact I don't on, know. like, you know, wars, basically, hasn't it? Or, or, or as big, or as big an impact. Yeah, it's it's probably as close as we'll get without the obviously the mass destruction of like a nuclear. But I think in a way, war also happening, isn't it? That actually, yeah, basically. I mean, I was thinking of this the other day, like um, you know, it kind of makes war insignificant in a way because what the fuck are we fighting over? You know, if it, it, this this virus is indiscriminate, it's yeah. not like you know, that's more of a um, that that's more of an enemy or a threat to the human race than like oh, someone's got some oil or someone's got a bit of land that we want. Don't like your religion. It's to me, yeah. it's really I don't like your religion or that sort of thing. Really, like, that? all that all that kind yeah. of stuff is all those human fucking skirmishes. They're like irrelevant almost, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this um, disease or virus, yeah, yeah exactly. It wants so to kill kill all of us, doesn't it? Yeah. Are absolutely in the face of something like this are utterly insignificant. Yeah, 
black, white, Muslim, Christian. I think all, all, all doesn't, white and white could doesn't, care. I'm doesn't care. It's a nice leveler, isn't it, really? Because we're all the we're all the, we're all in the same fucking boat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you would hope that it, it would bring nice all these nations together. We can all live in a, like a Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> After this. Maybe until it's over. And then... Yeah, nature's trying to tell us something. And, you know... I, I, yeah. I certainly put more stock in uh, I put more stock in nature than I think I do humanity so you know <clears throat> well I think for too long mankind has yeah. basically thought you know we're we're number one you know no one can sort of defeat us we we can do whatever we want and there's no consequences but something like this make like you say makes you realise yeah. that how much you earn, all that shit doesn't you know, matter, does it? Car you drive, all the rest of it. It's irrelevant, isn't it? How big your house is. Yeah. Yeah, because even like billionaires, millionaires, you know, they they might have nice houses to be locked up in, but we're all, no, and none we're, of us we're, can you're all do what we want to do, can we? To the coronavirus, no one's immune to it. Well, for you get immunity, but I mean... You know, initially, you know, everyone can get it, can't they? Oh, yeah, exactly. Rich or poor, it doesn't discriminate. Mm. Yeah, young and old. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, young I'm, and old. It was thought maybe old. I, I think there was a bit of this misogynist about it initially because a lot of people thought, oh, it's, it's, it's a bit like, you know, it's a bit like how... Um, mankind does think really it's like it's not going to affect us it's like oh it's it's a bit like when aids came about and everyone thought it was just like a gay disease so there, there was a school of thought wasn't there that oh well we don't mm. really need to look into it too much because it's it's only going to kill the uh, homosexuals gay plague and it's only when it's when you know it yeah it's the gay plague it was like oh shit we better do something about it then and there's a very good film called and the band played on which i don't know if you've ever mm. seen have, yeah, which sort of goes into that how yes, uh, yes, I have, yeah, um, research and and you know government's interest in the disease wasn't really, um, you know, they left it late because they thought, well, it's it's you know, there's no two ways about it. They thought it only really um, affected the gay um, people in society, so it's not worth researching. Well, yeah, and at that time, you know. Gay people weren't considered as much as they are today. Yeah, an underclass, weren't they? Someone and a lot of bigotry in certain countries towards them. Old people, so you know, do we really care? It's only killing young people and nurses, and you know, oh, actually, this is really serious now. Yeah, and that's how it anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, but I think um, yeah, where we live, we live quite rurally, so we're still pretty much untouched by it, and it's all it somewhere. It's still up. all somewhere else, isn't it? It hasn't really. There's no one that I know that has got it or is getting over it or has died from it. I mean, we may have... Well, not that we know of, you know. Like we were saying, you know, we, we may have already had it and well, not shown any symptoms or... Like, what's going on in other you know, places, like who knows? Cities like London, for, for instance, and they seem to be... They've taken it... You know, obviously, they've been hit yeah. worse because it's more densely populated area, so we're spread out, so, you know. Mm. <clears throat> But oh, that, no, that doesn't mean that, you know, right it won't. That's why you have to stay in yeah. doors yeah. and wash your hands, etc. But so, yeah, so that... That's, yeah. 
that's some interesting documentaries you've been watching. I wanted to tell you about this film I, I watched the other night with um I won't go on about mm. it too much, but it was it was very pretentious and um um I'd heard mixed reviews about it, but I, it's called Vo- Vox Lux. And it's um it's got Natalie Portman in it. Right. And, it's, and Jude Law. I know, I know we had it did have a tenuous link to contagion oh. because we had our we had our Jude Law moment with contagion with his is he Australian or is he is he yeah. is he, is he uh, like a Cockney sort of <laughs> with his tooth. Well, he's he's a New with Yorker his dodgy tooth thing. Slightly more convincing with his New York accent. Okay, but he's like a record producer who basically it's a very strange. Mm. If you ask me, I think I mean I don't I don't know I can't remember who directed it now, but I think probably I what what I took from the film is that it seemed a little bit like they lost a bit of um, direction on how the film was supposed to sort of play out. Um, it it kind of was very ramshackle, and I think maybe mm. in their mind it was it probably the intention was to make a lot of, a much more meaningful film, but just the execution let it down sort of thing. And basically, what it's about, Doodle's like a record producer. Um, right. There's like a young girl who survives a um, like a high school shooting. It's very, it's very bizarre sort of premise. But basically, she's mm-hmm. a young girl. She survives a um, who's not played by Natalie Portman. It's like the young, the young character is played by a completely different actress. Um, and in fact, Natalie Portman only really turns up in the last half hour as like the older version. Which is that's quite random as well because you're kind of watching, you're waiting for Natalie Portman to appear and she doesn't really until like the last, you know, third of the movie. So you you do feel a bit shortchanged because it's it's kind of supposedly a Natalie Portman vehicle. Um, you know, her face is splashed all over the publicity and stuff. But basically, this girl survives a um, she survives a high school shooting and then from that she kind of becomes like a um she does like a tribute song for the um for the massacred school kids and that becomes a big hit and um and she's kind right. of thrust into the limelight and, and through that becomes like a like a big pop star like a madonna type figure um and then it kind of flips forward like 10 years okay. and she's natalie portman and she's kind of like a, a, you know a big global megastar basically Right, um, but the whole thing's a bit rudderless. It doesn't. There's, there's moments where you think mm. it's, it's kind of it's trying to be an expose of like the um, music industry, um, um, and it's you know all the, all the sort of cynical things that go around that, and that's mm. that. It, it's sort of you know it sort of becomes uh, it's semi interesting uh, at those points, but then then it sort of kind of celebrates more the the fame and the and the the celebrity side and that's when it kind of loses its direction a little bit so you're not quite you're not sure whether it's trying to celebrate it uh, or sort of condemn it it's a little bit um unclear what it's it's, you know tonally it's a bit uneven and um sounds well yeah the other thing it sounds quite thin thin on there's not ever any real discernible uh, storyline. You don't even really get an arc to her character because she starts off a girl, a young girl, um, and then who survives the, um, you know, the, yeah. the massacre. And then, then when it jumps forward, it's like you've missed the whole how she got to where she was kind of thing. And like the next, so literally she's like a nobody one minute and then a global megastar the next. And you don't really, you don't really get the, the sort of the middle part of her sort of career trajectory. So yeah, it just comes off as very shallow and sort of superficial. Right. Um, and then yeah, she and then oh, there's another bit where it, there's lots of like weird. Hmm. It's sort of um, I'm not re- I'm kind of confused why what the idea of this was, but so you've got the high school massacre, and then it, then like when she's a little bit older and she's starting her career, then there's like a massacre on a beach by um, sort of um, jihadis extremists, and. Um, that they're all like wearing masks and it's like right. it's the it's a coincidentally like one of the masks one of the gunman wears is a mask that she wore in like a, one of her pop videos so it draws like sort of negative um yes. no. to her song and then it's set in the 90s as well so it's set in the 90s oh, okay and then, 
you know, jumps forward and then it ties in her career with 9-11. She's like in a hotel room in somewhere, like, I don't know, Istanbul or somewhere, where they're like um, doing a gig and 9-11 happens. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, it's, it's sure trying to be a lot like, deeper um, than it you know, actually real, real global events kind of thing adds to the yeah I think you're right I think it's just trying to add a bit of uh, substance to it but it just it comes up comes up as really ham-fisted so it's sort of wants to have a message but I've actually no idea it doesn't what the film's trying to say I think that's, I think that's the come across. of the film is you come away from it thinking, I'm not even sure what that was about. Uh, sure. Yeah, it was pretentious in that. And, and delivering any entertainment, basically. So, yeah, I think that's pretentious. Right. So, it failed. Yeah, basically, fails on all counts, yeah, basically. Failed on all counts, really. Some of the costumes look all right, maybe. So, yeah. And there's some song. The songs were done by is it Sia? Have you heard of her? She does the music and and um, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Andy Portman mimes to her songs, but even they're not very good. I mean, there's like a song at the end which kind of <laughs> the last ten minutes is basically like um, a concert um, which, that she's putting on, and it's just like ten minutes of of music. Um, with, and then it ends. So yeah, um, not good. But you know, it, it, oh. I, I, I mean, worth watching it just out of curiosity value, really. Mm. Uh, do you, I, I, do you I, like I, Natalie Portman? I think in this, she's trying a bit hard. In this, to me, it's like she's trying to be a bit edgy, but. Um, mm. I'm not sure she kind of pulls it off. She's kind of swearing and drinking and smoking and, and puking up in hotel toilets and having promiscuous sex and stuff. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it really comes yeah. off. I think it really comes off. Uh, yeah, I think. No. Yeah, I, I don't know what I feel about her really. I, um, I think she is slightly. Pretentious in her choices of there's, I, films and quite a lack of. I kind of put her in. I don't the, know. Um, she reminds me in her, in her acting style is kind of a little bit like. Uh, I, I always feel she has similarities with um, Nicole Kidman. In in that there's not a lot. They, she doesn't generate a lot of warmth. Yeah. I was going to say exactly the same. She comes across as quite yeah, exactly, cold and. Yeah. Um, yeah, emotionless. Yeah, even when she's trying, you know, she's obviously, you know, trying really hard to show emotion and whatever, but no, I, it I just, totally, I, I, I don't totally feel it I when the, I, I think the best watch her. Ever done was Leon. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to think of, I mean, I probably have seen, mm. oh, I'm, um, yeah. Natalie Portman, I'm trying to think what else I've seen her in. Obviously, she's in the Star Wars movies, but I don't really count. No, no, I didn't know that, but... Oh, Black yeah, Black, Black, Black Swan, yeah, that was... Black Swan, which yeah, I haven't I haven't seen. Yeah, that's a, a credible performance. Yeah. Was that Darryl or... I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on that, but... Um, yeah. Oh yeah, um, no, I liked. Yeah, actually. Well, she was in Beef of Vendetta. Um, she shaved the head for that. Yeah, she did a Sigourney Weaver. She didn't she? Did an alien she shaved the head Weaver on that, didn't she? Uh, yeah, she was. Her accent was dodgy, but she. But again, mm. like you said, I always find that she. I can sort of see her acting. The whole. She never quite mm. convinces me that she is like a human yeah. being. She's almost like a. Do you know what I mean? No. She's almost. I mean, she's. Yeah, she's. She's very attractive. She's very. Yeah, you could say beautiful. 
um, but almost too classically in that way. There's, there's, yeah. Well, maybe that's it. there's no edge. There's no edge maybe, to her. Yeah, Vox Lux, that of old bollocks more like. I don't know. Bullocks would be more oh. more appropriate, I think. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, what things avoid. we've done with our locking. So you you've enjoyed a bit of the sun today, haven't you? I have. Yeah, I've taken my two children. Um, I'm not living with them, but um, I took them out at a distance. Um, and they they went to the park on their bikes, um, and we enjoyed a, a, about an hour or so um, watching them, you know, having fun, which was you know a perfect way to spend the day because I've not seen them um, well since we've been locked down really. So um, yeah, that was really nice. Unconstructive and having like a sort of tidy up, and I'm getting a very bad echo here. I don't know if you're getting that. You're getting it, you're getting it at your end. I can I can hear me, and then I can hear me again. Uh, I can hear you all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I was. Um. This is totally first world problems, but um. Uh, I was waiting to do some comic book reading today, but they didn't turn up, so I was very disappointed in that. I nearly fell to my knees and wept. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was on its way. Oh, is that there's a, there's 2018? A arc that's um, happening, and I people who probably listened to our earlier stuff will know that I'm a big 2018 comic book fan. So. Um, but yeah, I've been, I was hoping for that to turn up and it didn't. So no disrespect to Postman. I know he's doing a really hard job and, you know, it's tough. It's tough you know, the fact that we've got any Postman service because apparently mm-hmm. a lot of Postman have got one. Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, we're, anyway, we so haven't had any for so a couple to, of days. To sort of pacify my mind and, um, you know, to, to, to uh, take my mind off that disappointment, I was... Um, Going through loads of DVDs and just trying to tidy stuff up, finding weird stuff that I misplaced or forgot I'd put in a certain place. And um, what did I? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just. I, yeah, you were saying this kind of is, is almost. It's made me kind of reflective. I think that's the word. Um, I don't know about you, but I can't, maybe um, it's trying to. Um, Re, you know, rekindled a lost a lost time when things are normal. Or normally. Yeah, when we were free. When we were free. Exactly. So um yeah, I put some old yeah. stuff on. I found a DVD of those with uh, music videos on, so you know that that kind of killed a bit of time and um made me reminisce and pine for those for those those lost study days of freedom. Mm. Which I might do tomorrow again. Yeah. There's nothing else. Well, I'm going to finish <sighs> that. I'm going to finish that Unibomber uh, Uni- Uni- because you've watched there's four parts, isn't there? And I got to the third part and then I sleep last night. So I'm going to watch the last yeah. part. And, yeah. And then you've, you've been watching the. um. You've been watching the movie or the, the TV, the series. I guess it's, it's a series, isn't it? It's like a mini series. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, which I've really enjoyed as well. You know, sort of a companion piece to yeah, to the documentary. I think. Mind, so I yeah, it's very well made. A little um, sort of, um, synopsis or breakdown of that. Of the, of the mini series, of the of the mini series. Um. So, yeah, the mini series follows the uh, FBI profiler who is trying to, you know, discover who the Unabomber is. Um. And. <clears throat> um. 
which is quite interesting. Um, I, I think I was saying to you yesterday that I'm quite fascinated by these profilers who um, almost have to become the person they're searching. They they sort of um, throw themselves so much into the research material that they have to exist in in the the world of the person they're searching. So he he basically that becomes his life and he's a married man with two children three children i think and um yeah he he forgoes everything yeah. in his search for the unabomber it almost becomes like an obsession to him and it, yeah it's just very interesting sort of take on it you know we'll, we'll, the focus is not solely on the Unibomber. It is on this profiler and the search to find out his identity, basically. Well, I think a lot um, of these, what you, like, yeah, what it's you just um, touched upon. Very interesting. Uh, 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 what a lot of these um, investigators have in common is, is um, like you were saying, the almost obsessive... Um, desire to capture people isn't it and the impact it has on their on their families and their and their their lives basically and like you said it becomes obsessive mm. well he he becomes so single-minded that um yeah he um well i was you know at one stage he he's at the cinema with his two children and um he gets a call that he's there's a a lead um, on the Unibomber and he leaves his two children in the cinema while he goes back to the office to research it more. And then it turns out that, um, you know, he's been there for four hours, like, cause he's totally consumed by it. He's forgotten about his children. Um, and well, that inevitably he has a, you know, massive argument with his wife and they end up splitting up as a result of that. No, no, he's, he's too consumed by the In a way, he doesn't job. even care. I don't know if you remember, there's there's um, another FBI agent that he's working with, a female, can't remember the character's name, but um, he gets some information from her about um, who the Unibomber is the identity, and she says, "Don't, you know, don't do anything um, without me. You must go through me." Um, but he he doesn't listen to that. He he goes ahead and he goes to um, Ted Kadinsky's brother and <clears throat> does it all by himself, and then he gets. Um, Basically, the, the female FBI agent, she gets a sack so she because she, she hasn't followed the protocol. Or whatever. Um, no. Again, he doesn't really care. Um, so, yeah, he ends up alienating, alienating himself. I mean, like you, uh, you, just you, you, I've, I've because of his obsession to find. I forget the intricacies of, intricacies of it, but is, is he trying to take the glory in that regard, or is it just he just wants to close the case? Well, um, where I've got up to um, now, they've they've arrested uh, the Unibomber, and. Um, there's a big party and um, they're all celebrating and the profiler is there and then on the TV there's um, one of the guys that was working with this profiler but all along he basically no one no one believed the profiler's ideas um, but ultimately, he was he was right, and um, <clears throat> on the on the television television interview 
um, there's one of his colleagues who um, didn't believe him. Yeah. But he's taking the credit for it. So yeah. he gets no credit. The, the actual profiler, he, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. which, you know, there's, there's parallels with him both, and the Unibomber. They're both obsessed they, in their own different fields, aren't they, really? Do you know what I mean? They, they both... And they yeah, they have yeah. disregard for other people. They're both almost sort of yeah they they are they are very similar. Ways, you know, sociopathic in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that 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 makes it very interesting because the you know, um, I think the the profiler actually um, admires the Unabomber and the Unabomber admires the profiler because yeah, he has yeah. he has been a he's the only one who has worked it out basically. Yeah. Everyone else is is um, stupid. Going back to the documentary rather than the mini series, you saying there was a suggestion that um that uh, the Unabomber was... Did they, did they tie him in with the Zodiac? Um, that, that was a podcast that I listened to. I was listening to this podcast about um, the Zodiac Killer. And um, one of the... Because they've never found... That's, that's still like an unsolved... Another one of the... Open case, isn't it? You know, he's, he's never been... Yeah. yeah, and um, there are one of the main one of the theories is that um, right. the Zodiac Killer was uh, the Unabomber, right. <clears throat> and that's based on the fact that um, most of the Zodiac Killer's killings were in the hiatus that the Unabomber had. So the six years that he wasn't actively bombing, um, all these Zodiac killings took place and they were in similar areas to where um, the Unabomber was at the time. And there was a lot of similarities in the writings and he, uh, the Zodiac Killer, yeah, he had a. Um, he used code, code words. You know, he um, right. he wrote letters in code, which um, the Unabomber did as well. Um, and also, he'd threatened to um, use bombs. He was very interested in um, using bombs. Um, I can't remember the actual the actual specifics of it, but um, plausible. Uh, it, you know, mm. it sounded quite quite plausible, and and the fact that um, course, yeah, Ted Kaczynski he didn't wasn't like women and. There's no, And the Zodiac Killer's main targets were women uh, and couples. Um, Angle, sort of, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, mean, that's another fascinating... Well, yeah, I was going to say, we need to watch... um, Yeah, well, the Zodiac Killer as well is... is... Which I I think is up there with... I mean, it might even, in my mind, it might even rival Seven in my affections... Um, see, I can't, I can't really remember it because it, it was quite. It was you know, I think like, I. It was kind of. I don't know when it came out, but I've only seen it the once. Revival, if you like, because he'd been in the wilderness for many years, hadn't he? And I, I'm sure it's. I'm, it, I'm sure it was prior to like Iron Man in his mm. meteoric sort of, you know, Disney career. Um, so I think it's probably around 
either the late 90s. I've got okay. the, I mean, I'm t- no, it's, it must have been after Fight Club because um, they would think that that was the ninth one at Fight Club, I think. Probably about 2001, two maybe. Yeah, I've got the DVD, so we'll have to we'll have to have a, a screening when we well or like okay. it's on. We obviously can't have a screening around here, but maybe if it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, yeah. uh, you'll have to watch that because you, you've got that as well. Amazon Prime, but yeah, that's definitely worthy of um, yeah. exploration. That that yeah. film and also. Um, the documentary I was playing to you the other day that's on the on the DVD is also fascinating because it is like a feature length. Uh, it's you know, it's like one of these crime documentaries that you get on Netflix or Amazon. It's like you know it's it's of that standard. It's very in depth and forensic. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's definitely worth watching. But um, we've come yeah. to our hour, so you know perhaps we'd we'll be interested in seeing that. Yeah. An hour, aren't we? Like to wrap it up and. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I think we did it. We, yeah, we, got we quite covered quite with our, with our, what we've been doing with our quite a lot time. there. So I think I think this works quite well that we can sort of yeah, go yeah, away, definitely. watch different I things, and come back and reflect on. Joe, and related and the, and the Tiger Mans and all the other documentaries that are doing the round. I'll tell you what you need to watch as well. Um, you need to watch that one mm. that is about the, um, uh, the the casting for that. I never pronounce her name. What's her name? The, the, the girl who got um, murdered. Oh, yeah. Joe Benet. Is it Joe Benet? Oh, Ben Benet. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, pageant. No, the child Farrell, pageant. <clears throat> Joe, it was Joe Bonet, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. But you need to watch the um. Yeah, you need to watch the that very interesting casting. Mm, for, like that. The yet to, uh, you know, yet to be seen. Okay. Drama, I guess, or whatever it's going to be. So I think it's tied up in legal matters at the moment. So it's 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 let it's yet to emerge, hmm. but it's it's pending, I think. But they did do the uh, they did a, a, a quite a, a, a meta kind of documentary about the actual casting for it. In itself, it's yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that I'll, and, give, and, I'll give uh, that a go, and maybe next time we can Zodiac. we can talk about that. That'd be a good one. So I'll tell another thing. Okay, another good yeah. film that we should need. Cool. Uh, if, we, if we're going with a serial killer route, maybe yeah. you know, as okay. like the, theme, the Boston Strangler. You remember that with them? That Tony Curtis. Yes. Really, that, really um, awesome, Tony Curtis. And um and uh, uh Curtis, yeah. What's his name? Fonda. Yeah, yeah. Peter Fonda. Not Peter Fonda. No, not Peter Fonda. No, what was his dad? Yeah, it's probably one of uh, Tony Curtis's. Henry Fonda. Um, Henry. I, I'd say, yeah. I'd say so, and it's actually again. Yeah, it's probably one of his best. Again, which I did about a year performances, ago. Performances, isn't it? Came out on Blu-ray. It actually really stands up. I think it was again really ahead of its time, and um, very similar to the way, not in the way it's shot, maybe, but, but like, like Fincher does his uh, Zodiac. It's very, it's very forensic. It's very sort of very measured. It's just you know, it's like a forensic examination of the uh, of the murders. It's it's quite fascinating. Mm. He's got a dodgy nose. He's got, he's got a nose prosthetic. He's got a dodgy haircut, hasn't he? Um, he probably has got a funny haircut. Yeah, I think he's got a bit of. Does he? Has he got a, like a, a flat top or funny something. haircut? Huh? No, I don't think it's a flat top. It's, uh, yeah. a curly. Uh, it might be a curly. A curly. I thought it was like a. Not, I'm trying to remember it now, but I mean, I know they gave him a prosthetic nose because they said he was too good looking, so they had to. They had to sort of ugly him up, so they gave him a big fucking nose. 
So, because um, there's, there's a bit in the extras where um, he, he really he really fought for the role, apparently, uh, Tony Curtis. And, and the, the, you know, the producer was like, well, no, you're, t- you're too good looking. We can't, we can't, we can't, right. you know, we can't hire you as a serial killer. And then he had someone make up a prosthetic nose for him and he, and he put that on and he used mm. that for like the audition. And that's, that was the, the clincher, apparently. Um, but that's another film we could have a to get when we can. Mm. Yeah, because it really does. Mm. It really does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen it years ago and I've forgotten all about be, it. So I'll yeah. hunt that one down. Um, but I, I, I thought I'd give it a go. And um, I think, I don't know who, if it's Criterion or someone brought out the DVD. It was like some, you know, some sort of... Um, Art house label brought it out, and they put loads of extras on it, and there's lots of documentaries. And I thought well, that'd be quite interesting to watch that. And watching the film again, I just yeah, I just forgot how it's just really well made. Um, and and mm. for a film that was made, I think it's late sixties. It do, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel dated at all. It feels very contemporary and very modern. Um, you know what? Right. That's a very good point. I was trying to I was trying to think that. I, I, mm. Who, who directed that? Do you know? But I'm not sure about that. It was, you know, it was a well-known director. I'm, I'm, I want to say John Schlesinger, but I'll have to, I'll have to double check on that. But um, yeah, it's kind of not really, um, you know. I still think another, another, um, like we said, another one of those films that is very underrated. Um. For whatever reason, but I think it's very much ahead of its time. I can imagine David Fincher mm. had watched that and gone, "Well, that's how I'm going to approach, like maybe even Southern, or um, but certainly Zodiac." Probably, yeah, probably. Because I think even do you think it suffered because it was Tony Curtis? The they interviewed him, um, and he Did said that he, he was very. He, he was a bit disappointed that he didn't get more acclaim for it. Because he really put his heart and soul into it, and and you know, um, yeah, I think he was a little bit disgruntled that he mm. didn't get, give him better notices, you know. Um, but that's 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 the way it goes, and that's just the. Real, I mean, I think he even says like maybe it was just the wrong time. That film was, you know, it was it was ahead of its time, so it's only later. Because he said people can't do him now. This would have been I say, how long has he been dead? Been dead a while, hasn't he? Mm. Um, but I think this documentary must have been filmed in like 2000 or something and he said like you know, people come up to him they remember yeah. that role more than a lot of the other stuff he did that was more successful you know um, financially so you know it's good it's yeah. the test of time anyway yeah yeah, yeah definitely just, just for the cast well, really yeah, the cast I'd... is brilliant it deserves a watch just for right, okay, so we'll sign off now. So thanks for listening, folks. And you know, um, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed us, you know, gabbling on for an hour. Yeah. And yeah, we're all we're all in the same boat, so um, yeah, we'll we'll continue as long as this Definitely. lock lockdown so continues. So ta uh, doing, doing these ones. Yeah. Okay. So, it's merely always a pleasure. Signing yeah. off. All right then. Till we meet again. Cheers, Anash. It's been we, a pleasure. Till we spot again.